a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave X Media. Hello, listeners. Christina here at the top of the show with not so much as a trigger warning as a non a non warning. This isn't a warning at all. The warning is that this is a two part episode. I recorded these episodes with a wonderful friend and an ex boyfriend of mine long ago when we were doing pretty short episodes. Leela wasn't a part of it. And so um, these are shorties and they kind of go hand in hand. So I have mashed them up into one episode. So when it sounds like the episode is over, it's not. Keep listening to see how things turn out. I'm Christina Kahn. And I'm Leela Hilton. And this is Burn Before Reading. The podcast about literature. We're here to examine the terrible writing we did when we were younger. And talk about other cringy literary topics. As you may know, I eagerly started this podcast before it occurred to me to invite my beloved Leela into the fold. Oh, I forgive you. This episode was recorded long, long ago. And because of that, it may be in a format you're not familiar with. And it sadly does not even feature Leela, not even at all. So thanks for giving us room to be flexible while we get this show on the road. And you can look forward to things leveling out soon. This episode is still excellent and really fun. So enjoy the show. Thanks, guys. David number one, parentheses. I know I love him. End parentheses. I can't believe I'm reading this. I love David. Like, I can't even describe it in words. I love him so, so much that any attempt to express it would just be an insult to him. But I shall try because I love him. I know I love David because we are comfortable beyond comfort with one another. We discuss marriage and kids and how we hope our lives are going to turn out in the end. It's all with little to no discomfort. Most 30-year-olds out on their umpteenth date with the umpteenth guy can't talk about marriage without stumbling over their words and getting sweaty palms. David and I are just beyond all of that silly nonsense tied to teenage dating awkwardness. We believe that we're so in love that we don't need that sort of stuff anymore. We really want to be together forever, and we have no problem talking about it together because it's something that we both really want. There's so much more of this. I know that I love David because I don't think that there's a single other person on this planet whom I prefer to be with than him. I love my friends dearly. I really do. But they are just so differently awesome from David. I have yet to tire of any element of him, yet to find any aspect of him excessively annoying ever. And I doubt that I ever will. 30 years from now, he'll still be entertaining me and loving me and making me feel like I mean more to him than anything else in the universe. I know that he feels that his life isn't worth living without me, just as my life isn't worth living without him. I know I love David because we're both torn between utter maturity and utter ingenuousness. We rarely act like teenagers, but that's okay because teenagers are stupid anyways. We make jokes in the same sort of way. We find the same sorts of things utterly hilarious. Our minds think similarly and yet are different enough to have interesting conversations that keep us perpetually interested in one another. We laugh a lot and talk a lot. These are two of the most important things in any relationship, laughing together and talking together. I know I love David because the most fun I've ever had has been had with him. He always shows me a good time, even when we have nothing to do and no one to hang out with. Just sitting with him in an empty room for hours would be infinitely more fun than pretty much anything else my mind could possibly create. I love being with him. It makes me enjoy and appreciate life even more than I already do. It makes me want to explode with utter devotion for him. His personality is so complex and yet completely enjoyable that I don't understand how he does it. It's not as though he tries, though. Perhaps that's what makes his personality so compelling. He doesn't try at all to achieve the immense awesomeness that he is. He just knows how to make life fun. He laughs so easily. It makes me proud just to know him, just to be able to tell people that he loves me more than anyone can comprehend but he and I. We're almost there, guys. I know I love David because we have so few inhibitions with one another. 
When I'm with him, I feel like I can do anything I feel like without being judged. I know that he loves me no matter what I do, and that's enough to make me feel more comfortable with him than I've ever felt before. We can't even really afford to judge in our relationship because the kissing is not the best. It's improving, though, and that's beside the point. When I kiss David, I finally feel like we're the great couple we've been working at being for all these years. It doesn't matter that it's not always the stereotypical good kiss that I'd previously been so focused on. It's a kiss with feeling, and that's much, much more important. I know I love David because I just do. I dare you to deny my logic. I'm proud of you for finding us. Friends, this is Burn Before Reading. I'm Christina Khan in real life and on socials, and I am here to ask my first boyfriend to let me read to him the absolute drivel I wrote in his honor when I was 14. Joining me today is my actual real life oldest former boyfriend, David. Say hello to the listeners, David. Hello, hello. <laughs> I know I love you because you agreed to be on this podcast. <laughs> I am, first of all, completely honored um, <laughs> that you reached out to me. <laughs> I mean, because obviously we've known each other for a long time. I think it's... Uh, at least this at long. At least this long. <laughs> However long this was. Yeah, and it's just like, it's so... I mean, I'm just so excited to sort of like reminisce with you here a little bit and kind of like <laughs> take a look at this and just just have a good time. Well, I mean, the listeners don't know this, but David... Per my prediction, we're happily married now with children and um, that kissing we've just been really working on. (laughs) Okay, before we go any further, what are your pronouns? My pronouns are he, him. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. My friend David, you know that we ended on good terms because I call him an old boyfriend or my friend instead of an ex-boyfriend. You know, like that, like an ex-boyfriend mean something but you're like an old boyfriend (laughs) yeah that's right i mean honestly like how old were we i mean does it even i mean um it was yes i know exactly how old we were we okay so david and i dated from when we were 13 until we were 15 yes um so that was a pro i wrote it down um 2005 to 2007 okay that sounds right so these things are not My old writing is not dated because it's all dated with the day that I rescued my old hard drive. So I'm going to guess that this was a 2006-2007 creation because in 2005 we were in middle school and that was like a very silly year. I don't think that I was feeling all of the big (laughs) things yet that I apparently was feeling. Um... (laughs) Yes, this does seem a little bit more maybe deep than eighth grade feels like in my memory. Uh, But ninth grade, though. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the depth, the depth, really. (laughs) So for the listeners, tell me, do you remember when we met, David? I think that we met at, it was like a Cub Scout event. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was in... At my elementary school. At the elementary school. Right. Or was it at the like, it was at com- Clifton? Or was it at the community center by the by the fire station? No. Oh, okay, never mind. I I am like quite certain. Okay, tight, tight, tight. Um <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was uh, I think it was a Pinewood Derby race. That yep, sounds right. It was exactly. Oh my god, you remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was there with um Alex Z. Yes, I remember. Who was I could call him, I could call Alex Z my first boyfriend, but he just took me to see Two Towers and that was kind of it. <laughs> he got me a giant bear. He caused my dad to feel like my dad had to explain to me what blowjobs were so I didn't accidentally do them. First of all. <laughs> no, that was traumatizing. Oh my gosh. Um, but David and I, we held hands. Sure like, did. We kissed however poorly it was. We did it. <laughs> Probably <laughs> dozens of times. At least dozens of times. Okay, so I'm glad you remember that. So that was <clears throat> that was the summer before seventh grade. <laughs> tight, tight, tight. 
And then in seventh grade, we went to a giant like secondary school, like the kind where like poor children, like like 11 year olds show up and it's like, there's people with beards here because <laughs> it like goes all the way up through seniors in high school. And there were like thousands of students. I don't remember exactly, but like fucking like 5,000 students there. Yeah, totally intimidating. Very intimidating. So they were like, hey, middle schoolers, you just hang out down here. You have your little corner and you're on a slightly different schedule. So there's no like hallway no shenanigans. Yes. <laughs> but then it was in eighth grade that we had all of our classes together. Right. Um, and we became very close. Yeah. All them honors classes, baby. Yeah. We were the smart kids. And then you asked me to be your girlfriend via cootie catcher when we were being punished for talking too much and sitting outside of Mr. <laughs> English class. <laughs> <laughs> via cootie catcher. That seems like something I would do. I don't actually remember that specifically, but uh, I it tracks. <laughs> I wonder. I have a lot of notes. Oh, from God. Back in the day, I wonder if I have the cootie catcher, but every flap, well, I don't actually remember checking. What if the other flaps were like, you have toilet paper stuck to your shoe? <laughs> I would <laughs> I probably have lucky. marked all, I would probably have marked all the flaps. <laughs> I would have probably made sure that it was going to be a success. <laughs> oh my God. And so then we, uh, we were official. I don't think we like touched each other for another year or so. <laughs> <laughs> that seems right. Yep. Um, I vividly remember my dad driving you home and we were both in the backseat of his car. And after you got out of the car, he was like, I saw y'all holding hands back there. And I was like, dad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I remember that. Yeah. Now that you say that, it brings it was very um, it was a very like rom-com moment, <laughs> you know, like teenage <laughs> rom-com moment. Oh, my God, dad, you're so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> What comes next in the story of our love? We had many friends whom we loved and had very delightful, toxic eighth grade friendships with. They were all very involved in our business. I don't know. I've said it before that I was like a big fat liar back then. So like I had like lots of stories that I would tell all those friends that, at that time that were like deeply not true. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny that you say that because <laughs> I did the exact same thing. What really? Oh my gosh, dude, all the time. Definitely you like lied a lot. A teller of tall tales, like little fish. Like I lied about like, having like I feel like the whole time we dated David, I was maintaining this falsehood that I had had a boyfriend before you named Andy from the other side of my neighborhood that went to Centerville High School. Oh god. I don't I may remember that, but that also made me my brain inventing that. <laughs> but either way, that's so funny. I'm very glad that we both lied. Okay, that makes me feel a oh, little yeah. bit better about being a gigantic fucking liar. There were so many, so many lies that I was telling uh, every day for a oh, long time. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know but we're both mean? we're both better now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's kind of the beginning of our relationship we'll save the ending story for uh, a later episode this is not <laughs> going to be david's last appearance on the show so just you wait suffice it to say that our relationship was extremely long slow and virginal <laughs> yes indeed <sighs> as much as i lied about having hooked up with andy from the other side of the neighborhood before <laughs> david what kind of like writing and like critical writing history do you have personally? Um, well, I guess I, you know, went to college and got an English degree. So that would probably mm -hmm. be the vast bulk of my experience. Mm -hmm. um, and then just as English degrees are designed to do, it killed my love of reading and writing. Okay. Yeah, I'm so, familiar. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm only just now starting to truly recover from that. I, you know, it's so funny. I feel kind of the same way. It's been what ten years almost, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like I don't think. I mean, I've read probably like, you know, a dozen books in the past three or four years. You know, like it's just nowhere near, and that honestly yeah. might be a stretch. And so I feel like it's definitely like coming back a little bit. So well, good. that's cool. Um, but you know, other than that, I mean, you know, just tons and tons of writing and reading for tons for tons of years uh. 
Yeah, we have some um, dead laptops we need to break into so yes, that David can bring some of his own work onto close. the show. It's nearby. Did you read a lot when we were in school together? Were you like a big reader? I don't remember. I was a bigger reader in like elementary school. Um, mm-hmm. Once store, once we sort of like started forming that fit friend group, I think that that sort of became like the focus. Yeah, we were extremely distracting. Yes. Yeah, we were like such a funny group of kids. Like we definitely were nerdy. We were like in this weird cliques you see in like high school musical or whatever are like, they're not real, but they're not fake either, you know? Yeah. And there's definitely like, especially at the time, it felt like there was like a hierarchy And our friends were not, like, the bottom of the nerd barrel. (laughs) Um, But we did uh, fraternize with the nerds at the bottom of the (laughs) nerd barrel. Yes, we did, yes. (laughs) Um, We were, like, very fun and chaotic, but also, oh, my God, just, like, so many problems and, like, so nerdy. And, like, I mean, you guys heard what I wrote. Like, I thought I was going to marry my... 10th grade boyfriend like what and can i just say the writing itself has such a tone you know what i mean like yeah it's like i was trying to be like a nicholas sparks novel or something yes it's very like flamboyant it's very like theatrical in a lot of ways with the shells and like yes oh my god i love it did you ever write stuff like this you know Maybe not exactly like this, but did you ever write like emotionally in this way when you were in school? Um, I think that I did a little bit, um, not to the same extent. I think that was uh, you were always the, the queen I'm very of special. that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would, you know, especially back then, I would occasionally journal um, or you know, like hyper. Like, what else do you do? Yeah, you're like I can't stop thinking about this thing because my feelings, I have no control over them. Yes. <laughs> What do, what do? Do you still write at all? I know that you mentioned, you know, the school killing your love. Yeah. Right. I So I haven't truly, truly gotten back into it yet. I haven't taken that dive. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I know I want to do it, but I kind of like saving it. I feel like I'm saving it for when I can like really like formulate, you know, an idea and really pursue it and like kind of like go 100%. Respectfully, that's bullshit, my dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> you're probably right. Um, totally. <laughs> but I get it. I totally get it. Especially if you like haven't written in a long time. It's like, what am I going to start bad? No, that'll be so embarrassing. Well, that's definitely part of it, too. But it is also kind of like daunting to hold yourself to that same standard that you used to, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I've been working on the same novel for like six or seven years now. Yeah. By the time this episode comes out, that might be an actual thing in real life. Mm-hmm. But I go back and I'm trying to like write and edit scenes that I wrote in 2016. And I'm like, oh no, I was funnier then. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what happened? What happened? <laughs> Just write down some bullshit. Write a little comment for my editor. I don't think this is as good as it could be. Can you please help? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're like, what? This is your job. (laughs) David and I dated for about three years. It started very cutely. It ended not so cutely. It was, as we mentioned, held hands a couple times, made out maybe like thrice. Yeah. Which is a valid way to approach a relationship if you're doing it like intentionally because that's your preference. But we were not doing it that way on purpose. We were doing it that way because we were so awkward and confused. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, I had a problem where I could not distinguish friendship from romance at the time because like if I were in that relationship now, first of all, girl, you are 32. What are you doing dating a 12 year old? (laughs) (laughs) But then I would also be like, oh, I like you so much, but there is zero spark here, you know? (laughs) Like, there's nothing. I just really like you. That doesn't mean that we have to be in a relationship. That was something that I did not truly learn until maybe, like, (laughs) definitely less than 10 years ago. Like, definitely after college was when I really learned that. So many dudes I broke up with because we were better as friends, but I mean it. Not, It's not an excuse. I, I really mean it. I think we're better as friends. 
<laughs> and I just craved like all the attention. I was like, I'll sure I'll say to anybody. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so about this, David, number one, parentheses. I know I love him. So all of my I have a lot of writing about specific people from middle school and high school. And some of it, some of it may never see the light of day because I would it would make the people that I wrote it about sad. <laughs> Um, I have faith that you will only laugh at this and whatever we cover next, but um, they were all numbered like this. I have like David number one, Rory number one through 17 or whatever. He and I had a lot of trouble. <laughs> all our friends as well. It wasn't just like romantic things. So this one's David number one. It's probably one of the earliest ones, or I perhaps even named it this retroactively so as to match my pattern of naming. Indeed. Do you remember... Honest question. Do you remember feeling in love with me like this writing suggests we were? That is a good question. I'm going to say I think that at the time I thought that I was like it was real at the time, I would say. Yeah, we had zero comparison right we had yeah exactly you had no context it was like oh my god i enjoy spending time with you and you enjoy spending time with me that's a miracle our parents don't like each other like we like each other are you (laughs) joking me (laughs) yeah i mean and i will say like my parents were still happily married like they enjoy each other they are good friends they have oh i just assume i i know your parents are still together but that's such a rare thing that i just assumed they broke up like everyone else but I mean, what's still true is that, you know, it was, I mean, you were probably like the first, like one of the first people that I felt like that I could be like vulnerable with, you know, and kind yeah. of like open up to. And I think that that was kind of like intoxicating in its yeah. own way, you know? Absolutely. And our hormones were like, blah, 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 blah. yeah. So yeah, I, I feel the same. I feel like you, I felt like very connected with you and I always have like you and I don't, you know, we live um, about an hour apart now and like we don't talk all the time but we see each other a couple times a year and like I always feel like we're very close you know like yeah. that connection is still there but we're just so much better cooler people now <laughs> that we're like oh we don't have to be sitting in each other's laps to demonstrate that we can be happily married to other people <laughs> right totally totally and it's also like I feel like we have a relationship where we could just like text each other out of the blue and it's fine very random things also exactly like do you remember we have well you're probably like my oldest friend you know like you are the my oldest friend that I still speak to um with very few exceptions and so we have 20 years of shared context, my dude. <laughs> that is so much. We're old. 20 years. Yes, that is crazy. 20 years ago, we were friends. <laughs> we were so old. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> okay. That's, okay. first of all, I need a moment to just recover from that fact. No. Do you remember, do you remember sitting, okay, the, uh, like, just to take us back to 20 full years ago, do you remember sitting, <laughs> I'm like, should I bleep all these specific people's names out? <laughs> um, like, there's not, there really are, cannot be that many Mr. <laughs> or English names. Yeah. <laughs> but do you remember sitting in Miss <laughs> Science class? Oh, God. We abused that, that woman. I, the, we I were know, so, pretty bad. we were awful to her. I mean, we were awful to everyone, Mr. <laughs> just really knew how to run that road you know what I mean the funniest thing that I think has ever happened to me in my life is that you had been pestering me and I kept looking over my shoulder to glare at you and the whole pestering uh, you know is it flirting is he like my little brother you know couldn't tell the time but you you did something and I looked at you and I was yelling at you and then I looked down and noticed that you had put a the what's it called the bubblegum tape the the long roll-up um, by the roll-up tape. Oh, my God. We're oh ancient. Oh, my gosh. Is it bu- bu- um, bubble, bubble tape? Hubba, bubble tape. Hubba bubble? bubble? bubble. Yeah, okay. And it, you had put it on my shoulder, and I hadn't noticed. Oh. And it was the funniest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Oh, my God. It's probably a horrible story to the listeners, but it was actually, I remember it to this day, and it's been 20 years. <laughs> Just, again, 20. <laughs> I do remember that. I do remember that. And it was so funny because... Everybody around us was in on it, 
You know what I mean? Like everyone had oh, seen. Oh, they were. Oh yeah, or like you know, uh, like the two or three people, whatever. But it was. <laughs> well, all of our friends were in that class. Yeah. And all of our other classes. What a nonsense way to run a school. Separate <laughs> them a little bit. They're gonna form gangs. <laughs> I do maintain that, like, when we were friends was the funniest person I've ever been in my life. You know what I mean? Like, the funniest version of myself was in middle school. Like, I laughed more in those two years than I certainly have since then. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, so that, I think, was probably... It just, we were just finding our people, you know? And yeah. when you're young, you're like, we must also pair off and kiss each other's faces. Yes, indeed. That is what we do. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> I feel like there's not much to say in the way of like style, vibe, execution. It's a bit more stream of consciousness than the stuff we usually cover on this show. If it hadn't been about someone that I could drag on as a guest to like laugh with you about it, I might not have even covered it because it's like not very fun, you know, <laughs> but the added context of having you here is what has made it fun. Right. Well, I am happy to be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any remaining like Notes about it, nitpicks, any very funny lines. We haven't talked any specifics about, like, you know, the kissing thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, I mean, that is just, like, it's so funny, too, like, looking back at this now with, like, the additional context of, you know, how some certain things have changed, especially regarding sexual orientation. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, like, so funny to see that, like, you know, we were clearly best friends and we were trying to like translate that to meaning romantic love and just yeah. clearly having issues with that translation. But we were both <laughs> so committed to it. We were like, this is this is it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> There's been so you were the first of like so many <sighs> men that I was certain I was going to marry that I had to like eventually be like. I'm not going to marry him? Is that what you're telling me? At, like, 13 years old, at 15 years old, at 17 years old, at 22 years old. Right. I'm married now, guys. Don't worry about it. Um. Yeah, I do remember, actually, though. Do you remember us? Do you remember kissing my face and being like, that was not as good as I could have imagined that it could be? I definitely remember that. It was really bad. <laughs> I definitely left feeling like, um, okay. The first time we made out was because we were at a party in Rory's basement. My mother should have spoken to his mother more about what was happening in her basement. <laughs> and our friends all dared us to make out in front of them. We were like, all right, we can't back down. Back down. We've been dating for 18 months or like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I still had braces and we made out from our friends and I think it was so bad and you and I probably both felt so awkward and you did the very normal thing that you do, which is you crack a joke to mm -hmm. cover how awkward you feel and you said, I think my lips are bleeding and everyone laughed at me <laughs> for my braces. Oh my God. <laughs> this is, dude, I was horrible. <laughs> oh my God. This, I should call this like the part one of the part two, because in the next David episode, which I, maybe I'll release it next week. I don't fucking know. Wait, we're good. This has been the beautiful rise and the obstacles of Christina, and David. And next week we're going to do the fall of the empire of Christina. And David. <laughs> one note that I have about this passage is one of my pet peeves. I'm an editor now. I don't know. Don't know if I've mentioned that on the pod. Joking, because I mention it all the time. Because it's all I've got, guys. I cannot stand the number of times I use that in this piece. So, like, that can either be serving as a determiner. Like, give me that chalk, which is an important word. Like, you're like, that one, not this one, that one. But then, if you're, like, writing prose like this, like... We believe that we're so in love that we don't need that sort of stuff. Okay, so only one of those that's is a that that matters. That sort of stuff, not this sort of stuff, that sort of stuff. But we're, we believe that we're so in love that. What are those? Those that's aren't doing anything. <laughs> it also completely valid. <laughs> <laughs> I do like looking back at my old stuff and being like, I had pretty acceptable grasp on ha grammar generally though that makes me happy i don't 
there's a chance that I like read a bunch of stuff in like college and like edited it that at that time just because I was like idly reading through old stuff. Okay, the very last thing we do on every episode of Burn Before Reading, we're going to play horny, sad, or just plain bad. David, what do you think? David number one, parentheses. Wait, what is it? I know I love him. Is it horny? Is it sad? Or is it just plain bad? (laughs) I think it's just plain bad, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's like, 15% 15% horny. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there's a little tiny bit horny, but I think it's like misdirected. It's misdirected horny. Generalized. Misdirected horny. horny. Well, yeah, definitely barking up the wrong tree with that one. <laughs> and it carries no meaning. You know, it's like the guy I'm dating, I like him. And it's like, whoa, that's crazy, girl. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of our show. I asked David already if he wants to plug anything at all, and he said no. Hard pass. So we'll move on. David, thank you for coming on the show. You're welcome. I love you so much. I'm glad we're still friends (laughs) after all of this. I love you too. How fun is this? (laughs) David number two, parentheses. Hate me, end parentheses. (laughs) Hate me, so high-pitched. Hate me, my love. Do what you want. Say what makes you feel better. Bitch at me. Lie to me. Make me loathe myself. Kill me. Kill him. Rip my heart out. I obviously don't love you. I just want to hurt you. I can control my emotions, of course, and I'm not making the right decisions with them. I'm letting the attention of all these guys go to my head. You know that we're Dustin and that I'm just being difficult about it. Hate me. There's nothing I can do about it, my love. That's your one form of control over me. I can't help how you feel. You hate me and I can't fix it. I can't make it better. It's all up to you and you will do what you will. Hate me. It doesn't matter that I still care about you. I'm not acting like it. It doesn't matter that I love you forever. It's not in the more than friends way. It doesn't matter that this is killing me a million times over. (laughs) If things were really that bad for me, then I'd find some other solution. It doesn't matter that I want nothing more than to be friends with you like we used to be because I stabbed you in the back. That is what matters. Hate me. Hate me because I hurt you. Hate me because I don't act like I care. Hate me because you can't help it. Hate me because you love me. Just hate me. Hello, everyone. I see you got my note asking if you'd join me for Burn Before Reading. I'm Christina Khan in Real Life Man on Socials, and I am here to ask my most former boyfriend to let me read to him the pure rageful bullshit I wrote about him when I was mad one day, I guess. Um, Joining me today is my actual real life most former boyfriend, David. Say hello to the listeners, David. Hello. You will remember David from our episode on David number one, which probably was last week. Parentheses, I know I love him, end parentheses. Little bit of a different energy from today, huh? (laughs) Yeah, just slightly different vibe, you know. I think we can really get into it, yes. (laughs) If you haven't listened to the part one of the David saga, you must. It's going to be important context. Okay, first things first, how are you feeling right now? I am feeling pretty good. Um, you know, I think that this is going to be a great experience yet again to dive into another little piece here from our history. And, you know, again, as always, I love hanging out with you and chatting with you. So it'll be fun. It's going to be fun. It's always fun hanging out with you. As I mentioned in David number one <laughs> last week. So obviously I wrote this on a different kind of day. Lizards, when I said that I was a bad person when I was younger, this is what I mean. Like, what do you think's happening in this in this piece, David? Well, I'm really glad you asked me that specific question because I am not entirely sure what's going on in this piece. Okay. I think that there's I think that there's like a lot of double negatives and like <laughs> dozens and odd, you know what I mean? Like it's not clear. It's, it's much, much of the language is not clear. I'm like, is it like are you being sarcastic? Or not. 
But I can tell you're mad. <laughs> it reads very uh it reads very lyrically to me. It seems like it should be like a pop punk mega hit. Hey, maybe because you love me. Yes, babe. yes. Yeah, okay. A little paramore action. Mm-hmm. Paramore you're the brand new band the day I was writing this. <laughs> <laughs> so here is what I believe is happening in this. And just Stop me if any of this sounds familiar to you. Like maybe it happened to you in real life. When I ultimately broke up with you after two and a half to three long years of, <laughs> of trying to make it work and having no chemistry whatsoever <laughs> romantically. Maybe if we just keep trying. I was a bad person. And for much of my life, including like 10 years after this moment, that in, in the writing, not this very moment that we're recording this. I wouldn't leave the last guy until I had the next guy. Always. Partially, it's because I am extremely friendly and there's always so many people of every gender around me at all times. It's very easy to pick the next one. But also because I had horrific self-esteem issues and I put all of my self-worth in whether a man valued me, I think from like the day I started dating the next David for the rest of my life (laughs) until I met Sean pretty much. So... The guy that I dated after you was also named David. Do you remember that? Yes. I'm so sorry. I dated that David for three weeks, and in that amount of time, he cheated on me. <laughs> I didn't know that, I don't think. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, I got one about him. I would get him on the show, too. <laughs> Next, David, I'm coming for you. <laughs> it's going to be an ex-tour of Christina. <laughs> I'm hoping to get all of the exes. Yeah. Okay, and then what I think was happening is that I had decided cruelly that I was going to leave you for this other guy with the same name as you without so much as like a breather in between because I never respected anyone enough to do that. And then I think I also was expecting you to immediately recover from this move and be my best friend again. And then you weren't able to do that for me, which in my current opinion is very reasonable. (laughs) So then I did the thing that women do. We were talking about this before we even started recording about white women love to (laughs) (laughs) self-victimize. And I was like, the line in here, um, that's your one form of control over me. I can't help how you feel. Can you, is there any more manipulative, toxic words that have ever been said in the entire (laughs) history of humankind? (laughs) I mean, it is like all... All of the vitriol that you are able to muster at that moment went into this document. (laughs) Yeah, and I cannot access this level of vitriol. I'm too tired Nothing, Nothing makes me feel this intensely. No. Like, at all. Well, because you know why. (laughs) Unfortunately, I do know why. I've learned to control my feelings, at least mostly. (laughs) (laughs) At least, I mean... I didn't send this to you, and I think that that is the nicest thing you can say about all of this writing. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe I did, and you just blocked it out. I mean, that's possible, but I do not remember reading this IRL. (laughs) (laughs) What happened was I had another friend named David, and he was a womanizer, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) I'm also still friends with that guy. He's great, but... You know, womanizer at a strong 15 years old. And I was like, I'm going to break up with that guy and date this guy who already knows how to fuck. You know what I mean? Which is, I think that's valid for everyone to make that move. I would like for someone to instruct me in how to make out appropriately. (laughs) So I told, I caught up with you. Tell me if you remember this or if this is a great trigger for you. I caught up with you in the hallway and I was like, hey, David, I just wanted to tell you uh, I've been thinking and I feel like I only like you platonically. And I probably said it just like that. Like, oh, my God, I like you platonically. And you were like, cool, 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 cool. And then I found out later that you had to ask our friend Marilyn what platonic means. And she had to explain to you that I that you had been dumped. (laughs) (laughs) That that is what happened. Yes. And then I just danced away with Dave, the other David and his fucking wallet with the chain that he let me wear as his girlfriend. <laughs> and I felt cool, but, you know, for three weeks only. Yeah. <laughs> what a journey for us. Yeah. But, you know, it's so funny, too, because 
I feel like now that we're sort of like reminiscing about this, I feel that I was, I was purposefully like playing up how hurt I was by you in order to also sort of like sway the attention of the rest of the friend group. Well, we had to, the friend, the, our pack of friends was exactly like this. They were so emotionally charged, so passionate and like, oh my God, you wronged him. And it's like, (laughs) oh, villain. And then it's like, oh, and then we're crying and then we fight and then we make up. Like I have really abusive texts, not texts. No, no. Notes. No, the handwritten kind of notes. I have very, very shitty fucked up ones back and forth among all of our friends preserved in a binder that I will break out for this podcast one day. And I'll get you back on the show so we can look through them. But so we like had to make these cases for ourselves so that our friends wouldn't abandon us because it was ninth grade. Right. I had gotten my braces off by the time, by this time. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. (laughs) And my parents had divorced since the last one and this one, or they had split up. They didn't divorce for like 10 more years. <laughs> <sighs> if you're going to get divorced, just get divorced. That's just my brief advice for you. That's solid advice. This is probably for me the most embarrassing bearing of my soul I've done so far in this show. This one I think really shows the worst person I've ever been in my life. Well, it is very courageous for you to come on to the internet (laughs) and read this in front of people. Oh, my God. Um, But, you know, I think it's also, I think a lot of people will identify with this, too. You know, you weren't alone in this experience. Right. That's what Fall Out Boy was singing about. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's the thing we were all... Not to sound like the oldest person in the world, but like it was like emo era, you know, yeah. like everyone was just having all of these feelings. Like I remember laying on Laura's bedroom floor listening to From Under the Cork Tree and just like weeping together. Mm. And it's like, what energy is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a it was a different time. But I mean, that is true, though. Like there was a, a, a like a cultural aspect Mm-hmm. Too, or like you know a you know youth culture aspect if that be such a thing you know it's yeah, like yeah youth culture we're yeah. really old dude I know dude like <laughs> we've already discussed the twenty year situation twenty <laughs> we, we keep bringing that up it keeps like re-traumatizing me in this moment over and over again. I know I don't even feel twenty years old I know it's not horrible I mean especially like oh my god I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad that this person still exists inside of me. You know, there's like a flicker, but like there are so many layers of better person on top of it. Right. (laughs) So I think for the last, the last piece we read together, I was like, oh, 20 years ago, I had like real hopes and dreams. Like I really had a lot of idealism. But this one, looking back, I'm like, oh, 20 years ago, I guess I needed to bake for 20 more years (laughs) (laughs) before I was okay. We're quite, we're quite ready. I had like this beat up old computer that was not, uh, it didn't hook up to the internet in my room because my parents didn't trust the internet. I had parental controls until I went to college, but I was allowed to type whatever I wanted because I was a fucking nerd and I would be like beep boop booping on my like giant clunky like beige. (laughs) It it was like the computer version of my current Toyota Camry. It was just like the (laughs) normalest, beigest, like clunkiest, adorable little thing. And I would just get, I would like get home from school. Sometimes I would have like written it in class, like on a notebook or like as a note to someone else. And I would get home and be like, oh my God, this is actually really good. And I would like type it out fiercely. This is another bit of stream of consciousness. At the time I might've called this a poem, but it's definitely not. Well, eh. what is it? (laughs) It's like a horrific journal entry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I would maybe say that it's a poem. I mean, it has a refrain. Mm, hate me. That's the refrain. That is that is it. Yeah. Okay, I'll buy it. So, you know, I think that there are definitely, there's definitely a definition of poem that this could fall into. It's, yeah, it's like prosetry. We got yeah. some repetition. I do say the word hate 11 times and it's under a page. So that's kind of a serious <laughs> density of hatred. Did you count them individually or did you make... Google Docs do it for you. I made Google Docs do it for me. Come on. It's not 20 years ago. (laughs) Do you remember? I was listening to some other podcasts and thinking about this today. Tell tell me if you remember this or if I'm completely making this up. When we were in high school 
and we would go to the library. If the librarian saw us on Wikipedia, would they cut the power to your computer? Because I have that memory inside of me. I do not have that memory inside of me. Okay. Do you remember for sure that that wasn't the case? No. Okay, we need to ask somebody else. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to slowly ask the people that went to high school with yeah. me to like, figure it out. I have a memory of losing work because they were like, you're not allowed to use Wikipedia. God, so militant. It's like, but now I'm like, but the people rate it. I trust it more than most bullshit. Yeah. It's like the closest you can get to like free peer review. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely this piece is bogged down with a lot of feelings and something else that you can see, you know, I mentioned that I really loved to self-victimize. Like I was constantly meddling and antagonizing and manipulating and then self-victimizing about it. And the scary thing is that it like kind of worked a lot of the time. <laughs> like I succeeded. I Look where I am today. You know, I, I thrived with that model, which is horrifying. But like one thing that I really suffered from, I had like, I just had so many feelings that were so pure and poignant to me at this time. Like, and I think this is part of probably like what we connected over, David, is we were raised in like a very gray, like governmental area. It was very, not, I don't, I don't think either of our energies, I mean, you have a rainbow flag behind you. It's like, not that, not you know, that, like, yeah. <laughs> like, not that. Um, it just is like the pixies from um, from a fairly odd ferrets, you know, the, the yep. business pixies. Yes, they all go in their little cars. And so I like I stand by my feelings of angst during this time in my life. Like I to this very day feel that they were very valid and that I like became an adult and went away from the things that I felt were toxic and feel a lot better now. So. I really, I really feel for my, all, all the, not, not this specifically, but like all of the anger I carried with me during this time in my life. But like the one thing is that I really, really did not feel like my anger and the consequences of it were my responsibility. Like I felt like they were being inflicted on me and they definitely were being inflicted on me in some ways that I just mentioned. But like I would do these things like this and, and make it everyone else's problem that like I was going through something, you know? And that's just not how you do it. Take care of yourself, girl. <laughs> yeah, that's the moral of the story. Because, like, you have to sometimes deal with it, you know? Like, Yeah. I talk a lot these days about, like, some, like, you just have to sometimes eat a feeling. You're feeling it, and you're like, this feeling is valid, but it's not helpful or constructive, and I'm not going to do anything with it. So you just eat it, and you swallow it, and you put it inside of your tummy, and eventually you poop it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Little digestion is fine. And <laughs> <laughs> then you get over it and you move on. And that's exactly being an adult. like sometimes I'm fighting with my husband and I'm like, hey, I just need to go to sleep for the day. And when I wake up, this will feel like so much less of a problem. But we just got to end it. You know, sometimes you got to turn it off and turn it back on again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I had no off button at this period of my life. I was 16. Like I I would just like let my emotions like take control of me. Like I would go into my walk in closet. This is like the most privileged <sighs> sad girl shit ever, but I would go into my walk-in closet and turn out the light and like have tantrums in there because it was like a little box of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I would like write things in the walls like, I hate her! At my mom, I definitely wrote that in big letters on my wall. <laughs> and when we moved out, my mom was like, what the fuck happened in here? <laughs> oh, Susan, no. <laughs> Your mom's name is also Susan. I know. Oh, yeah, that's something we should mention. Both of our moms are Susan. <laughs> 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 oh, God. So I'm sorry for ever making my feelings your problem. Oh, coming full circle. <laughs> you are totally fine, girl. It was, we were 16. I mean, seriously. Oh, my God, it was, and it was bad. Well, and I just went on to do, wait. Oh, no, that was after the next David. I was like, wait, when did I date Rory? Because that was a shit show also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should see, see if he'll come on the podcast. I really want to. I have some pretty, I have some more jazzier stuff about Rory because <laughs> way more so than David and I should never have dated Rory and I should never have dated. There was zero common ground there. Maybe I'll get you and him to come on and talk about the shit I wrote about Rory. Oh, my God. I would love that. Do you have any final thoughts about this piece before we wrap it up? I mean, honestly, I think it's so interesting to me to see these two, especially like, you know, this piece and with the one from the other episode where mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. have such, it's like the opposite ends of the spectrum. You know what I mean? 
And it's just like the breadth of feeling that we were capable of yes. at the time is like it's crazy to just like go back and see like oh my gosh like I wrote this like I had this amount you know going on yes this was inside of me it was yeah it's just like oh I'm almost like scared of us in the past <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm like scared of my past I'm like dude children like, are so much. And, like, probably that there was, like, a year or so in between this piece and the piece from last yeah. week. But you could tell me that there was only two weeks between them, and I would believe that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would believe it. Right. Even though they are far apart, they don't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> last thing before we go is this piece, David number two, hate me. Is it horny, sad, or just plain bad? This one is very obviously sad. It's pretty sad. This is so sad. Girl, this is sad. Stop. Stop writing this. (laughs) No, I love and honor the me's I've been before today. Yes, like our past avatars. It is very sad because, because in my adulthood, like I don't get angry in this way, but I do feel like a much more abject kind of sadness, which is, the depression we all get Mm -hmm. as we grow up and we're like, none of this shit sparkles. You know what I mean? Yep. That's (laughs) real. I've made it like worse. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'd rather be sad than angry any day. Yeah, I agree with that. (laughs) That's a good call. Other people's problems. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, David, as always, you don't have any plugs, but I am very grateful to you for coming back on for this. and uh, doing the old little whiplash with uh, the last piece as well. Of course. Thank you again. This was so fun. We'll get you back on for something else, whether it's something I wrote about one of our friends or um, some notes that we passed in class, or we still have the fairy tale. Ooh. In eighth grade, me and David and our friends wrote like an 80 page long fairy tale. Oh my God. That was, oh God. So much time and energy. So much. For nothing. For nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's my like, it's my favorite thing I've ever written, but like in a not a good way. It's my life's work. <laughs> At the time, that's how it felt like we carried. Well, I'm gonna save that for the fairy tale episode. Yes. See that. We can get into it. <laughs> we'll get into it. This podcast was created by me, Christina Khan. Hosted and produced by Christina Khan and me, Leela Hilton. Follow me online at Christina Khan and buy my book, Indie Book Publishing from Start to Finish, coming from Wildling Press in January 2024. After you bought Tina's book, follow me online at Leels for Real. Our theme music was produced by Sakura Wishes. And our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Follow Michael on Instagram at RoyGDiv or check out his work at wildlingpress.com. Thanks for listening, friends. See you next time. Dave X Media.